time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. You can find Glenn online at roadmapfinancial.com. And we've got another great show on the way for you today. Uh, I think today's conversation is really essential. If you can grasp and understand and kind of latch on to the idea of today's show, you're going to be in such a good position financially going forward. Because every other decision kind of points back to this one. Uh, This one ends up being very foundational in your understanding about the financial landscape and retirement and all those kinds of things. Because if you don't know what the three qualities of money are, then this is the show for you. Uh, Glenn, we're going to talk about the three qualities of money today, discuss whether you can achieve them in a single investment, and if you're putting the right emphasis on these different qualities. Some big fundamentals that have a big difference in your financial life if you understand and you grasp these things. So folks who haven't come through this conversation before may be wondering, what in the world are the three qualities of money? Well, which are the three that we're talking about, Glenn? So today, Walter, really we want to be thinking in terms of growth, safety, and liquidity. You know, those are key things to understand about different ways that you can position money and, you know, and how they can, you know, how how they differ from each other, what's their importance and the context, you know, for the the individual, um, the individual or couple that, you know, what they need their money to do or what they need that particular portion of their money to do. The qualities will branch off of those three, those three that we're, that we're, you know, really targeting today for sure. So a lot of people want to get all three of those qualities in a single investment. What, what investment is that that achieves all of those different things, growth, safety, and liquidity? So I've never seen the, the magic bullet. Oh, come on, Glenn. <laughs> Let's create one. Let's do it. Come on. So, you know, there's not a magic annuity. There's not a magic, you know, uh, insurance policy of sorts. There's not magic funds. There's not magic stocks. You know, I mean, they're you know, there's different ones they are going to have different qualities. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit in the past and, you know, about different things about diversification. You know, this is, this is an area to be thinking along the lines of, I mean, we don't need, you know, we don't necessarily need in terms of to have, you know, one particular financial product or one particular investment to have all of those things. The key is, is to make sure that you have those things within your overall planning. Right. And to not try to, you know, if you try to get all those things out of one particular, you know, financial product, typically what ends up happening is, is that, you know, maybe it has some of those qualities, but it's also the more growth potential you, you, you have, you know, all the, the less safety that, that's there. Now, is it possible to have to have some safety built in? You know, and yeah, it is at the same time, you know, that's that may limit your growth or, or reduce the amount of growth that, you know, that, that might that might be there. We still want to have if we're going to have some safe, you know, safe type of um, products or planning there. We want to we, we still want it to have some growth potential. And that doesn't mean that we that we try, you know, that we say, hey, that you can't have anything there. But what, uh, you know, in, in terms of growth, but what we are saying is, is that, you know, that they don't necessarily work together. But if we look at we put all the tools, you know, and, and all of the all the possibilities on the table and we look to build a plan and strategies, you know, we can pull from, you know, from different financial instruments to be able to give you, the, you know, all three of those those qualities within within an overall plan. And that's probably a better way of going rather than trying to find just the one magic investment or the one magic, you know, um, insurance product 
that's going to be able to do everything for you. That that just the you know, that magic bullet is is not really out there, and you got to be careful. And you know, it's a, if 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 someone is touting some, that magic that magic product or that magic investment, you know, that should be a red flag. So this is why we have to go back two episodes ago. If you haven't listened to the one two episodes ago, go check it out. It's about diversification. This provides the why for diversification because there isn't that one magic bullet that you can invest in and say, all right, I've, I've accomplished all of these things that are important to me in life. I've got my growth. I've got my safety and my liquidity. You can't do that with one investment. That's why you have to diversify across different options. So let's talk a little bit about where these different qualities of money appear. Can you give us examples of different investments that then embody, you know, one or two of each of these qualities? So, well, let's, yeah, let's talk about, you know, different, different vehicles or different places that you could position money, right? When we think in terms of safety, right, and liquidity, well, I mean, that comes into typically bank products, right? You know, sitting in cash or having some money in cash. Right. You know, you have your FDIC insurance, you know, you know that the money is is going to be there. It's very liquid. You can literally, you know, write a check, go in and take a withdrawal, whatever the case may be. However, that, you know, that being said, you know, there's not a lot of there's not growth potential there. Right. You can have the safety and liquidity. But at the same time, you know, that, you know, th- there's no growth potential with with that. And even even if we were in you know, higher interest rate times, you know, where where you know, passbook savings or you know, our CDs or even money market funds, you know, have a little bit more return. You know, in in relative terms, they are always you know lower than you know than what the potential of other things are going to be. You're not really looking for you know for that type of a bank product to give you you know significant growth potential. But yet, you could we can have two of those three qualities, you know, but not the not the other. If if that makes sense, Walter. Yeah, it does make sense. So you can have uh, you can have one or two, but not all three in those various uh, in those various investments. Right. I mean, you know, we, in, in moving on to another, it's like you know, you might have you know things where in, when we're thinking about the markets, you might have mutual funds or stocks or bonds, right? Well, you know, again, you can you can think in terms of well, now suddenly we're in a place where okay, we still have liquidity, right? But markets go up and markets go down, so you know the the safety you know, is, is the piece that's, you know, lagging there, right? I mean, you can have growth potential in, you know, in the, in the markets, whether you're in individual, individual companies or mutual funds or whatever the case may be, you know, that growth potential can be there and it can be, you know, it can be liquid, right? At the same time, it's, you know, the markets go up and markets go down and sometimes it's inopportune timing, right? And so you have to think in terms of, well, if I'm looking for safety, then I need to be thinking, do I maybe I put some of my money here and some of my money there, as we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, you're not going to get the safety in that option, but growth and liquidity certainly is where um, you have a lot of pluses. But even in liquidity, there's a little bit of uh, that. That's a sliding scale, right? Like, yes, stocks are relatively liquid, but it's not as liquid as cash. Well, that, you know, you're exactly right, Walter. But it's you know it, it's not as quick as you know as was walking in the bank and taking a withdrawal. But it, you know it can you can certainly have money in your accounts within a few days. So it's it's not as if you you know it's tied up, you know for you know you know like like waiting on you know waiting on you know either you know some sort of a you know a, a period of time to pass because you've entered into like say for instance at the bank you know you say well a CD as a certificate of deposit. You know, you may have said, okay, this is going to be for six months or, you know, or a year or something like that. You don't necessarily have that scenario, you know, with, you know, with, with stocks and mutual funds, but, you know, it, it's not going to be, you know, you walk in and, and walk out with, with, you know, money in your pocket, so to speak, but it doesn't take, you know, too long. It's, it's still pretty liquid. 
Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, debate, I think. So we've got uh, cash, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. What about something like uh, an annuity? Right. So an annuity, it, de- it depends on the type of annuity. And obviously, there's a lot of different things that are out there in the marketplace. But certainly, you know, annuities can, you know, can give you um, can give you growth potential. They can give you some safety. Again, it depends upon the different type of annuities that are out there. Some have more growth potential. Some have more safety. But you know, basically, you know, when you're talking about an annuity, you're talking about you know a, a you know, longer a longer period of time or commitment to it. Sometimes it's a lifetime commitment. Sometimes it's you know maybe five, ten years or longer. Right. Where, you know, and so when we're thinking in terms of that, you know, there's going to be significantly less liquidity. You know, and sometimes, you know, if it's an, you know, an immediate annuity when you're, where you're literally turning it in, you know, you're, you're saying, hey, I'm going to take this lump sum of cash. I'm going to trade it with the with the insurance company and I'm going to give them this lump sum of cash. And then they're in return, they're going to give me a, a, a stream of income for a period of time, maybe a few years or maybe a lifetime or maybe a joint lifetime. But you know there are scenarios like that where there is no liquidity left in that scenario. Sometimes you can get a lifetime income and still have some liquidity, but sometimes it's not. It depends upon the particular product and the and the particular annuity that's there. And that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It has to do with what are, what are your needs, you know. But but when we look to that product, when we imagine the idea of an annuity, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is not you know liquidity, right? We think in terms of okay, there's there's other attributes there. You know, I'm, I'm getting other another set of benefits, you know, and, and, and that may be growth, that may be safety. And there, there can be those depending upon the particular product. But certainly liquidity is not a common feature that you're going to find in annuities. You know, there's some that might have some extra liquidity features compared to other annuities. But we're not thinking in terms of that that's a liquid product per se. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And uh, last but not least, Glenn, let me just throw one more in here just to kind of show the varied uh, combinations of growth, safety, and liquidity that we get from these different types of investments and um, you know savings vehicles and that kind of thing. Let's talk about real estate because that's a really popular thing that a lot of people invest in throughout their working years, uh, maybe buying rental properties and real estate in general. A lot of people think about doing that in retirement as well. Uh, what kind of benefits does that get us? Well, certainly. I mean, you know, when somebody's looking for growth, one of the things they may think of is real estate, right? Sometimes folks think in terms of, well, real estate is safer, right, than than some other things. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. Guys, you know what I mean? Because there have been real estate, you know, collapses and, you know, and real estate crashes and, you know, and, and difficult times for real estate. But, you know, it, it, I, it's, it's kind of akin. It's it's an investment. You're putting money in for the expectation or the or the hope for for growth in the future, right? The, you know, the kind of the difference with that and the stock market is, is the, you know, I mean, there's a lot of differences, but when you're looking to, you know, so to the stock market or to the overall markets, you know, or real estate, you're typically looking for, okay, I'm going to invest X number of dollars and I'm looking to have some growth over time. There is one big difference though, is, is that as we talked a little earlier, if we go to the markets, you know, we, you know, we have liquidity. Maybe it's not instant liquidity like the bank, but within a few days you can have money in your account. Whereas real estate, you have to go out and find a particular buyer, right? Or a buyer may come and find you, but typically, you know, you're you're not going to have a scenario where you say, "Oh, I've got this piece of real estate, and I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I want to take a withdrawal from, you know, from that from that piece of real estate." So that doesn't create you know, the liquidity that you might in other in other things. You might be able to, you know, to set up a line of credit and draw money, you know, from, you know, against that real estate, you know, which I guess is a form of liquidity. But it's not just pure outright. I'm going to take a withdrawal out, and 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 so now you know I've got that money in, in the bank account, and there's nothing else on the other side of it. And so 
we, we have to think in terms of real estate can be a very powerful thing. It can be a very good investment, but it's not, not for everybody. But it does give us you know, potential for growth. Maybe it's less volatile and, you know, most of the time. But again, there are times of, of volatility within the, the real estate market. But again, when we think in terms of real estate, one of the first things that comes to mind is not liquidity. Right. We think in terms of that's a longer term proposition and we were probably going to have that money there for, for some time. And we don't we don't want to be thinking about that. We're going to we want to withdraw money out of that real estate you know, right away. Does that make sense, Walter? Yes, it does. Uh, it does a lot, uh, Glenn. And I think this is why it's so important to grasp these different things. You can just see how you can get you can't have your cake and eat it, too, with any particular investment. So we've got to bake a few different things into your financial plan, your financial recipe. And uh, that's why we look at those different elements. You still want that emergency fund and the cash and, and you still need to be in the market. You don't want to be 100 percent out of the market in most cases. Uh, but there, there's value in things like maybe annuities and real estate as well as a way to diversify and achieve some of these other goals of growth, safety and liquidity. I'm curious, Glenn, do you find that people often put too much emphasis on one quality over the others? And then how do you counteract that? Well, I, I do think that, that that's pretty common, Walter. I mean, most everybody has um, certain understandings of different financial products or, you know, or insurance type of products and, and those kinds of things. I mean, they know what they know about them, right? I mean, that, that, that's kind of, it kind of it seems like, well, of course, Glenn, they know what they know, but there also, there's things that they don't necessarily know about the products that are just completely outside of their awareness, right? But typically, you know, one of the things that when I have conversation with folks, you know, one thing that comes up when we start talking about insurance products, right? One of the common things that, that comes up for people on, on the negative side of that is, is like, well, you know, I've heard that they're not as liquid as you, as you might want to have, you know, or you might want to have more liquidity. And I say, well, that, that's certainly a concern. Let's talk about that because we have to think in terms of how much liquidity do you need and do you desire for your overall planning, right? I mean, is, is there a likely scenario where you're going to, you know, you're going to take everything out and, and, and put it into your bank account all in one fell swoop? Well, I mean, in most cases, that's not going to happen, right? So, you know, so is, is it okay to park some money, you know, in, into a particular account or a particular vehicle to, you know, to have a set of benefits? Maybe that's some safety, you know, maybe that's some income benefits. Maybe it's for long-term care benefits that could also be growth in that particular financial product that, that gives us some safety. And if it's not used for this, that it could be used for that. There's a number of things that come into that conversation when we start thinking about it. But again, one of my jobs as an advisor is, is to help folks understand what options they have and expand their knowledge about how different financial products work so that they're not limiting their choices because of preconceived notions or a lack of information, right? And, you know, the thing is, is that there's, there's never a scenario where there's a one size fits all. I, you know, there's plenty of scenarios where I talk to folks and there's likely a, a, a need for insurance products, let's say. I can also then talk to another, another person or another couple where they may not need that or maybe they need significantly less than that on, in the insurance side. You know, and, and maybe they need a little bit more in terms of you know, other, other phases of, of what they're looking for in their plan. But the thing is, is that we want to make sure that we're not, we're not distorting things by, by putting too much emphasis on one quality over the other because they're all important. And the key is, is making sure that you have enough of those qualities in your overall planning and your overall portfolio so that you have enough, you know, you ha you're satisfying your growth needs and you're satisfying your, your safety needs and your liquidity needs, but it's not going to necessarily all come from the same vehicles or the same accounts or the same products or investments. 
that make sense, Walter? It does, Glenn. Any uh, final thoughts you want to give in terms of putting a plan together and making sure that these qualities of money are accounted for? I mean, how does the the end product usually look? Are you able to find a, a full solution for folks that accomplishes all three of these qualities? Well, sure, Walter. I mean, that's that's what we do, right? And again, we see we kind of start with the idea of is, let's have a conversation. Let's see where you are in life. You know, what have you saved and what are, what are your expectations? You know, how far away are you from retirement? Have you thought about, you know, Social Security? You know, do, you know, is there an age difference if it's a married couple? You know, is one person, you know, only one, one person in the couple, you know, work outside the home or do both work outside the home? Are there kids, you know, are there desires to leave money or legacy? You know, have you planned for, you know, long-term care? You know, all of these pieces of the puzzle are, you know, and all these conversations need to come together to, you know, to be able to, you know, build a plan so that you, we, we can feel solid that, that we're going to get the outcome that you want to have. I very much, oftentimes, you know, I'll, I'll meet with folks and, they, and they've done a very good job at saving, right? Because that, that's how they end up, you know, coming to me in the first place because, you know, they, they've got money that they've saved for the retirement, but they realize that, hey, you know, we've, we may have been pretty good at accumulating assets, but now we're, we're finding it's like, golly, I mean, what do we do with this account or what do we do with that account? We're nervous about where the markets are. We want to make sure that, you know, that, that we're going to have the income that we need. We don't want to pay too much in taxes. And, and we're concerned about what, what might be happening. Or, you know, it's like if, we, if one or both of us needs to go to long-term care, we'd really like to be able to leave you know, money for the, you know, the grandkids, let's say. There's, there's all of these, these thoughts and concerns, and they realize that just having money in a 401k or an IRA you know, does not get, get us from point A to point B. It's a starting place, but now we need to, to position our monies in such a way that it can achieve multiple outcomes rather than just saving for retirement. And I, you know, and that to me is is the is the main the main thing you know that I want folks to understand that that they really need to have that as they transition in, you know into this preservation and distribution phase of life. And you know, and let's let's have a conversation if you're in that place and you think you know, golly, I, I know I know I've got, I've got something missing or maybe several pieces missing in my overall plan. And you know, we we really need to talk. You need to talk. That's a good way to finish it, Glenn, because you need to have a uh, talk about these things, a conversation about the three qualities of money, how you can achieve these things. And that's why Glenn is here to help you walk through that conversation and navigate your way through any of these time, kinds of issues. If you want to reach out to Glenn, it's very easy. All you have to do is call 336-291-3535, and you can talk about the three qualities of money and how you can achieve them in your portfolio and plan. 336-291-3535 or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to meet with Glenn. Glenn, thanks for the help and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. Another episode in the books. You've been listening to the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. We'll talk again soon.